Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It is the first episode of the Man to Man NBA show in 2022. We hope everybody had a very happy new year, very Merry Christmas, a very happy holidays, whatever you may be celebrating. Very safe, very fun, and I hope everybody's feeling good and doing well. But before we get into the NBA show, I got to tell you real quick who this episode is brought to you by. And it's brought to you by, well, some of you guys. It's by our Patreon supporters. For anyone that doesn't know, Patreon is a monthly subscription service where you can directly support us, the Man to Man NBA show, as well as the Man to Man Lifestyle show. Uh, the link is in all our social medias. It's a real cheap subscription. It's cheaper than any other subscription service you have, I promise. Um, if you like what you hear, go ahead and first off, give us a follow on social media, which is totally free and we appreciate them all. And if you really like what you hear, go ahead and sign up on Patreon, throw us a few bucks a month. And what that gets you is it's early access and exclusive merch. So both early access to the merch and some things that only our supporters get extra content we throw up on for our Patreon supporters every once in a while and some behind the scenes looks at the podcast, get to know us a little bit better, get to know the show a little bit better. Those are all perks and there's more to come. So go ahead, check out the Patreon. Everybody that supports means more things we can do for you, make the show better. And we're, we want 2022 to be the best year ever for the show. And we can do that with your help. So thank you to our current Patreon supporters and any future supporters we have coming in. And now with that out the way, we can jump right into our first show of 2022. But even with the new year, something's changed. More things stay the same. It's still the three boys. It's still Liam and Andy and myself. Liam, Andy, how are we doing in 2022? Any any resolutions y'all got going? What what, what y'all how y'all feeling today? Yo, what's good, JP? Liam, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I actually had COVID a couple years uh, a couple years ago, uh, a couple weeks ago. So uh, I'm feeling all right. I still stopped stopped up a little bit. Uh, you can probably tell my voice. So I apologize, but. 2022 is going to be the year. Appreciate you guys. We took a couple of weeks off. Glad to be back at it. Um, <clears throat> you know, the only thing I asked for Christmas was just to pay my card note and my credit card. My credit card line uh, boosted up a little bit. Finally, after two years, you know, trying to build that credit up a little bit. And uh, that's what I asked for. I also got some NBA boxers. I've been feeling silky in those things, man. I've been feeling lucky as well. I got no poo tang in a minute, but 2022 is the year. So I'm ready. Excited to see you, boys. Well, I'm glad we all know about you getting uh, some some poo-tang, as you would say. Um, but, yeah, it was a good year. I don't really know if I have any resolutions off the top of my head. I'm not yeah, really a resolutions this year. No, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not really a big resolution guy. You got any resolutions, JP? You got some on, the, on, on your card over there? What's going on? Yeah, you were no, the one I, that asked I about any... it. I know it's an opening topic, but you were the one that asked about it. I'm good, dude. I you know, I know I'm a shitty dude. You know, I'm probably going to keep it that way. <laughs> I'm probably going to keep it that way. No, 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 nothing like that. No, I, I don't have any real big resolutions. I got goals. You know, you got to have goals. But uh, really, I, I don't. I'm kind of, I think the more most people feel these ways is like, if you got to wait for the new year to do something, you probably didn't want to do it that bad anyway. So I, I no big resolutions, goals and stuff I want to do. But generally speaking, I'm just going to keep on rocking, keep on getting better. And uh, that, that's, I think, all anybody can do. And uh, yeah, that, that I guess would be my, New Year's resolution is just keep on getting better. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we can keep making this show better for everybody, like we've been talking about. But something that has not been getting better recently, although maybe kicking up a little bit, is uh, the, the COVID protocols in the NBA have made for an insane couple of weeks, almost really to a month at this point in the NBA. 
Um, it's, it's been exciting. It's, it's been exciting in a way that I don't think we all really wanted. Uh, just for an example, uh, I went to visit some family in Atlanta over the break. Uh, we got to go to an Atlanta Hawks game where they played the Bulls. Uh, and on the injury report, the COVID list, the Hawks were missing 12 players at one point. Trey Young ended up being activated. Uh, but I got to see guys like Shondi Brown, Malcolm Hill, guys who were just not NBA players getting a lot of burn. It was an awesome game, but it's just indicative of what we've been seeing. Uh, in the NBA, COVID protocols, which have been changed, as many protocols have, CDC guidelines have changed. Uh, 11 games have been postponed. Probably should have been more, if we're being honest, but 11 games have been, have been postponed as of right now. I don't know if any more will get postponed as we've seen. Teams are picking up random guys on 10-day hardships. Like I said, Malcolm Hill and Shawnee for the Hawks, but uh, we'll get into a little bit more with some of the other guys, some vets coming back. And uh, yeah, it's just been a really, really interesting time in NBA history. And I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again. But um, before I, I go any further, I'm going to open it up to the guys to talk about who are y'all, some of y'all's favorite veterans who have gotten a shot in these with these 10 day contracts going out. I'll, I'll go to Liam first. Liam, who, who did you see on Twitter was coming back and you thought it's about damn time? Um, the first one was Darren Collison, obviously ex Pacer. He, he got in the lineup and I was like, you know what? I know he was trying to battle for a, a contract the last couple of years. Um, but that was the first one I saw. I was like, damn, they actually are just coming out the woodwork. These old guys just getting to it, trying to get after it. So, I mean, once you see people like that, it's like, let's get like Joe Johnson in here. Like all these old guys that probably deserve to get a contract in their last couple of years of, you know, being able to play in the NBA, but didn't. And now we get to see like, well, when it comes down to it, if they need them, they can come back on the floor and play. And not that they're out there, you know, shining and, and doing, putting up huge numbers, but it's good to see that they are still able to at least get up and down the court. So those were the two that I saw kind of come across. I was like, damn, they, they really need, need players out here. So the only thing with the COVID thing for me is it's hard betting on these games that I do like to bet on because of the injuries. And obviously COVID is just, you, like you said, you, you have a, a injury report that has 12 guys out. How is that even possible to think who's going to win that game? If there's so many players like that out, or you can't really, you know, get a good line or a good feel for it. But those are kind of my initial thoughts on it. I don't know about you and you, you down in the dungeon, you, you've been in quarantine. How's COVID treating you, man? I felt like I got hit by a train last week. You know, I was, I thought, you know, I think we've all said this at one point or another that we've all thought that we've had it. Nah, I didn't have that dude. And I don't know if it was the very, uh, the, the Omicron variant or the Delta variant or whatever. I just woke up, felt like I got hit by a train, body aches, headaches, didn't have a fever, but just fatigue everywhere. You guys just heard me a second ago. I, I thought I got it a couple of years ago. I got it a couple of weeks ago. You know, I've still got brain fog and it's probably, you know, you know, after New Year's Eve and everything else not helping me out either. But uh, yeah, I just felt like crap. And I'm sure a lot of these guys do. I'm vaccinated. I'm getting my booster on Tuesday. I don't know if that's going to help. I will say the one thing that I thought that actually did help me, though, was clearly getting the shot. I get the shot. You know, it's fighting whatever's in my body, you know, the virus in my body. So I think the shot works, you know, I don't know. Can we say that? I don't know. But uh, that's what I feel like. And and I, I'm okay now, but um, it's, you know, it's cold weather out and everything else. So it just depends on where guys are at. But yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people out. Liam, you said Joe Johnson. Uh, obviously, Mario Chalmers is, is back with the heat, apparently. He said he's, uh, 
his, he thought his agent was playing around when he texted him saying, you got the 10-day contract. They're out with a few guys there. Obviously, Bam's out. Uh, Elo Depot, Duncan Robinson, I believe, is out. Um, yeah, a lot of guys are out. Lance, make him dance. We're Pacers fans. He's back. I know Lance was actually with the Hawks. I think he got picked up with the Hawks a couple weeks ago with all that, when all that was happening, JP, on a 10-day contract. Um, didn't want to sign the scrub. You know, we're scrubs ourselves over in Pacer Nation land. So, We'll see what Lance does. You know, obviously a big time player for us back in the 2014 uh, season uh, with Paul George. But yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like crap. Um, I'm sure a lot of these guys do. I think there's like 97, 98% of these guys are vaccinated. About 66% have the booster and we're all still getting it. I think a, a, a stat a couple of weeks ago, I don't know. Yeah, clearly not doing my research here, but um, there were, I think about the same number of uh, players that contracted the virus as the entire season last year um, or whenever the bubble was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's snowballing. It's having a snowballing effect right now. A lot of guys getting COVID. It does not feel good. Uh, I think the biggest thing that we can all kind of talk about here is CDC saying, hey, you know, if if you have the, the shot, you don't have to quarantine for 10 days. You know, they come back. You say, I think it's five, six days. They can come back and actually be with the team again. I believe they have to test negative twice in order to come back, but you know, we're watching NFL and everything else right now. And it's, and I don't think they've said anything about testing negative. Obviously they are testing negative to come back, but the CDC, I don't think that's a, yeah, I don't know. That's, I, I don't think that's enforced. So I think the biggest thing here is, is money, money talks. And it hadn't been talking for the NBA here recently. And so Adam Silver, we heard him come out and just say, I don't know what we're going to do. And it's clearly not cancel the season again. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it's, I think it's all about money and just want these guys to play and, and get fans in seats. Well, the biggest thing is obviously the colder weather. Everybody talks about colder weather. It's just bound to happen to, you know, the the spread is going to increase during colder weather. Biggest thing I want to make sure that it doesn't happen, and I hate talking about this, but for the you know the playoffs coming down the stretch, let's not you know speak too soon on terms of like canceling games and having that affecting the playoffs. And I don't we we can't have another bubble situation. That's just is not good for the NBA. So I think I don't think it'll get to that point again. Kind of like you were saying, Andy, but. Some, you know, there are rumblings about maybe if this continues and what are the next steps. And it looks like we are going in the positive direction. So in terms of getting the players back on the court um, as soon as possible. But we'll see. Obviously, that's kind of our final statement on everything. We just got to wait and see what happens. But I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in a good headspace right now, at least with everything and how it's going on um, in terms of not messing up the, the rest of the season and into the playoffs. So. But I have to add, I agree with both of y'all. Uh, you know, I think Andy, like you said, you know, you obviously ended up kicking your ass a little bit. Seeing these guys come back and have to immediately play high-level basketball after being off it, whether they're asymptomatic or not, is kind of insane. But it's just gonna have to be how it's gonna have to be, like uh, like Liam was saying. And I think everybody would agree, no bubble. The players' association will never let it happen again. Um, it, it's not gonna happen. I don't no bubble. If anything, they'll start doing what Canada, the uh, the Raptors are doing because of Canada's guidelines, which kicking the fans out, which is again sad, but it is what it is. Uh, it won't be a bubble. And uh, honestly, I'm hoping in the next few months it ends going back and we got full fans again. But we'll just have to wait and see. And 
uh, again, none of us are doctors, so we can all just hope for the best. But I think that's about all we got for the COVID talk. And uh, hopefully COVID talk goes down and is eventually nothing by the end of 2022. But we'll have to see. I'll tell you and what, COVID that, talk won't be a thing once playoffs come. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I, the, I think the NFL is already kind of doing it. Eventually, good teams are just going to be like, oh, you know, he forgot the test coming in. He's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just run him out there. Yeah. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll leave you with I'll, this. I'll, I'll leave you with this question yeah. real quick. Do you think we're going to have any COVID talk for next season? So after yeah. the finals, are we? Is COVID still going to be a a talk about? Maybe I know NFL is like we can't you know think about having COVID talk and the the protocols into next season. What about the NBA? Are we st- are we thinking COVID is going to be a deal? Like I'm done talking about COVID. You know what I mean? So like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a thing forever, dude. The rest of our lives. So we're always just gonna have COVID protocols for the next couple of years, at least. Like, what? What and, is this? until we until we figure out like a stronger vaccine or like if we have to get five fucking blue shots to get rid of this thing because we're still contracting it. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. It's obviously a lot stronger than the flu. And I tell you what, the way I felt, I felt like shit. So like, if you look at like an NBA player and like you compare an NBA player. Uh, side by side next to like the Omicron variant, it's Grayson Allen. It's just like you don't want to, you don't want to be Grayson Allen. You don't want to like, yeah. Anyways, I don't like Grayson Allen. So, but yeah, yeah, we're probably gonna be talking about it. So I'm probably gonna be having five booster shots. <laughs> all the shots you get, all the shots you probably get like the Moderna. Liam, you got the J and J, didn't you? I did. Yeah, dude, that's trash. Yeah, you're gonna be having to get like ten. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now nah, we probably won't be talking about it as much hopefully by let's say the end of next year but it's definitely gonna be i mean covid's gonna be a thing probably for the rest of our lives i'm the debbie downer all right so we're gonna switch it over to nba trivia question if you got if you don't if you guys don't have anything else on that we haven't done a trivia question in a minute and i honestly cannot remember the last question that i asked you guys if you can let me know but it was a couple weeks ago and we're gonna do another trivia question once again it is myself asking the question to liam and justin uh, Mr. JP over here, and we'll see if you guys get it right. We'll throw it on TikTok at Man to Man Podcast. Check it out. You guys have been loving our trivia questions. See if you guys get it right. Uh, get you guys involved a little bit, and maybe we'll uh, throw out some merch to somebody that that uh, gets the answer right. You guys ready? All right, they're a little rusty, so I'm excited for this one. NBA trivia question: Which year was Michael Jordan's signature shoe first released? Michael Jordan's signature shoe first released all right so my first thing is obviously it's in the 80s sometime that was my first it's in the 80s because he started wearing his his own shoe um kind of i want to say like mid mid to like mid 80s probably probably 84 85 86 somewhere in there so that's like my first first dot on that time period i don't know if you have anything like I don't know your thoughts, JP, but I, I think that has to be somewhere. It might be a little earlier than that then, but nah, I'm not yeah, sure. I, I do, you know which, right track. do you know which one, which shoes they were? It's got to be the, the Jordan mm-hmm. 1, I'd imagine. <laughs> I, I don't think yeah, it was, I don't, I don't think it was called that when it was released, <laughs> but it, it has to be that one. Um, <laughs> I would, uh, so you're right, Liam, I'm feeling the same way you are. So he was drafted in 1984 because the 1984 draft is, is super famous for being just loaded with talent. But we're talking signature shoe, 
it wouldn't have been his rookie year. So, so not 1984 to 85. 86, 87, I feel like it's still too early. My first guess was like, was it like 88? But I don't know. It's got to be somewhere in there. 87, 88, I think is what we're, what we're looking at. I, I think it was, I think he got it. I think it was like, he, I mean, he was like a worldwide superstar. I think it has to come like year one or two, like end of year one, year two, he put it out. I, that's my. So think, yeah. So you're thinking like 86. Like 85, 86. is a good number, dude. 85 or 86. It could be his rookie year. Like he, they could have gave him the deal right then. Cause I remember yeah. him wearing his own shoe like really early into like, cause he would just like lace them up real tight. He always has those. He's like, man, I, I, I don't know if I really liked my shoe when it first came out. So I had to go back in the lab. So I think it was really early. I mean, I'll say, I almost want to say it was his rookie year. I want to say it was, it was at the very end of his rookie year. So like 84, 85 is my guess. I'm not sure though. That's a good I'll, I'll go, I'll go, That's I'll go 85. Guess. I'll go 85. 85. Yeah. You want to go 85? You sure? Yeah, I think it was if if it was 85, it would be 84, but I think it's 80 like his first his first year within. Yeah. I don't know, JP, what you got? You can go ahead. No, I yeah. think JP already had his, right? No, I, I mean I'm if you're going 85, I feel like I should go 80. Should I go 86 or we go back to back or should I go 87 and split it? I almost feel it, like you guys should have the same answer. <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah, I do think I, I, on this one, because the, the pocket is so small, I'll, I'll, we can go 85. I like, I, Liam talked me into it. I'm good with a 1985 guess. All right, we'll throw that up on TikTok. You guys let us know what you think, but ding, 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 that is correct. Well, not 84. What, what you like? So what 84, 84 was this rookie year. Yeah. Um, uh, they were produced exclusively for him in late 84, but first released was the question and on April 1st, 1985. Okay. So he was wearing his own shoe his rookie year. His rookie year. Okay. Yeah, so the playoff run rookie year. All right. Well done, Liam. You you had that one for us. I would been Good job, off. guys. Good job. I don't know y'all's record, but uh, with it being the new year and everything else, and we missed a couple of weeks, we have a... Uh, Another trivia question for you guys. So Wow. All right. Yeah. All right, We're going to give it to him. We're going to give it to him. Yeah. JB, you ready? It's going to uh, be a surprise. I guess trivia, so. Another trivia question. We're <laughs> yeah. talking about basketball shoes here. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Trivia question. Bonus trivia question of the week. Bonus trivia question of the week. We're talking about shoes here with Michael Jordan. Okay. Came out of the shoe in blank year. But who was the first NBA player to have his very own signature shoe? Who was the first player in NBA history to have his very own signature shoe? Wow. That's, that's a great a question. question. That yeah. is a very good question. So, so it's before Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, I mean, it has to be. Like, unless, it's, unless it's Jordan, it has to be before him. And I, I, that which would be a hell of a bonus question, but I don't think it is. I think somebody else had their shoe before him. But I mean, it with, could be Jordan. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, like in early NBA, and like when I say early NBA, like superstar NBA, 
everybody wore Converse. Like, like that was that was the thing. They were the only shoes that people wore. But nobody, they were the Chuck Taylors. So I don't think anybody had like their own version of those. Who was like so who was like a, a who was like a, a bigger star around like Jordan's era? Like that could possibly get a deal like that. Because I think it's Jay, maybe like uh, he'd be a little bit Larry and Magic, but I I don't remember ever hearing anything about their shoes. Yeah. Do you guys want a hint? Yeah, give us a hint. Yeah. 70s. 70s. That doesn't really help me at all, to be honest with you. (laughs) Because all the people I'm thinking of are still. Could be like Walt Frazier. Like early 70s. I mean, Wilt and Bill, like it could be. I mean, we're we're just giving guesses at this point because I, I know. Like, right. I mean, you guys yeah, are close. I'm, you guys are close with all of those names. I think I, I actually do think I think it could be Magic. Magic seems like a guy that would jump on the train with mm-hmm. at least trying to have his own shoe. Not that it took off or anything. Because I don't. What like shoes do you think it is? I th- I'm with JP. I think it's a, a Converse. You think it's type. a Converse? Yeah. It could be like its own little version of the Converse. But if it's in the 70s, that what else? They're not wearing Nikes yet. Not yeah, like I, across the league. I don't know. I, I'm probably, I, I don't know, because we don't get another hint. I've got a weird feel about Dr. J. I don't know. I'm going to say Julius Serving. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a good guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, you should leave. You should get your own guess on this one too, because this this question is yeah. damn near impossible. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Dre, and I guess I'll I'll stick with mine. Magic Johnson, some some variety of of Converse. I don't know what they're called at all, but okay, we'll throw that up on on TikTok at Man to Man Podcast. You guys, let us know what you think. Um, <laughs> can we get the answer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give you all the answer. Is Walt Frazier? Walt Frazier no, was the very first from the NBA to create their signature shoe design. This happened in 1973 when the company Puma, Puma. offered Clyde Puma. his own signature shoe called the Puma Clyde. Oh, so. That's a nice little name, actually. I know. I, the I'm Puma kind of Clyde. The Puma Clyde. They were yeah. probably heat, too. They were fire, yeah. Right. I got some. Well, well, well done, Andy. We, I was not prepared at all for that bonus. That was a great question. So, thank yeah. you. No, yeah, no problem, guys. Appreciate yeah. you guys playing, man. Absolutely. Always, always. Now, getting into the uh, some of the nitty-gritty here are, are the usual stuff we always have. We always have trivia, but some of the more NBA present-day focused stuff. Liam, you were talking earlier about how it's hard to bet on these games, and it absolutely is. But that's not going to stop us. We're still going to bet, and we still have our games of the week. Uh, so I actually won my first ever game of the week bet. I had the Nets uh, a couple weeks back, obviously, because we took our break. Nets covering against the Sixers. Thank you, Liam. I appreciate it. Um, and that did happen. It was uh, a, a good game to watch, but KD eventually ended up taking over and kind of just running away with it. It was very happy for me to get on the board. I'm now one and two. But uh, I'm going to take a little bit different approach to this one. I've been kind of riding the Nets. I'm going a little different, and I'm going for the Friday night Wizards versus Bulls rematch of the game that just happened last night with DeMar DeRozan hitting the crazy game winner. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Uh, this one's going to be in Chicago. By this time, it's expected most teams are supposed to have pretty much their full rosters back. And full roster in Chicago, I, I take the Bulls. They've been really, really good all season. 
So I'm going to take the uh, spread for the Bulls on Friday night. They beat the Wizards. Uh, Bradley Beal and Kuzma and, and uh, Daniel Gafford, guys like that, have been playing well. But this Bulls team is a wagon. I didn't believe in them, and I'm starting to believe in them. So I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the points. Bulls spread uh, on Friday night. Like that. Bulls are hot, man. One of the hottest teams in the NBA for sure. Yeah, I like that. I might have, might have to ride with you on that one, JP. I'm liking the Bulls a lot. DeMar DeRozan, two in a row. Buzzer beaters. Of course, the first one's against our Pacers. And uh, But I will say the Wizards are looking good, too. They're kind of stepping up. But if you got guys dabbing up guys after shots uh, made from the other team, probably not going to have that much confidence in you, dog. Um, all right. So my game of the week is... Uh, I'm going to take the the Knicks on Thursday night. TNT Boston is coming to town uh, into New York City. It is a pick em game. Um, both these teams obviously have guys out. Schroeder's out. Tatum's got COVID right now. Who knows if he'll be back. Um, my guy, Ennis Freedom's out. It, it, he doesn't even have a reason. They don't even have a reason why he's out. He's just out. So I guess they heard that I picked him to eat and he's out. So uh, Robert Williams is out. Uh, Romeo Langford, just a bunch of dudes are out, right? But on the other hand, the reason why it's a pickup game because Kimba's out with a knee injury. Who knows if he'll be back? Julius Randle's out. And our guy, we love this guy, man. He gets so much PT. Derek Rose is out, you know? So Derek Rose, man, you got to love the guy. He's not doing anything. But I'm going to take the Knicks still on this pickup game. Um We've kind of seen the Celtics just be a weird, scrubby team. Same with the Knicks, but at least they got some momentum coming from last year. And Kimba back. If Kimba is back, I have a lot of confidence in the Knicks beating the Boston and the Celtics in their hometown. Um, but it's going to be a pick game, so it's probably like minus money, minus 110. I'm taking the Knicks. Um, I don't know, man. The, the Celtics just aren't a very confident team, it seems like. I mean, they're playing Pritchard and Romeo Langford and guys like that, so... It's kind of a mix of vets. Marcus Smart isn't that great anymore complaining. Jalen Browns is always trying to find his own shot. And same with Tatum. They're just young dudes who don't really understand how to play the game of basketball. So, Knicks, I'm taking Knicks. If Julius Randle's back and Kimba's back, which looks like they will be back, it'll be a good game. Tatum will probably be back. It'll be a good game. But I got to take the Knicks on this one. They're hot. It was probably an unpopular pick, but. I mean, they're at home. I mean, Knicks at home, you can't. Madison Square Garden goes crazy. You know how that is. So, if Choke um, God's going to be in the arena, I got to take the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks did lose by 15 points as we were recording this episode. I don't, I don't know if that against OKC. Uh, they were playing the Raptors tonight and they lost 120 to 105. Yeah, they got guys out. So, <laughs> Kimba's out. Yeah, hey, know, I'm with it. I, stick to your guns. I, I, I'm, I'm with it. I, I, don't I just want to let you know. I don't know if you heard, but D Rose is out. You know, D Rose. Oh, out. yeah, that's good. Yeah. But I will say the Knicks have been their last five games. They're, I guess, now three and two, but um, didn't really beat anybody actually and then lost OKC. But, uh, ah, yeah, Celtics just beat the Suns. I don't know, man. I might have to go Celtics actually. Oh, wait. I actually have Celtics money line. My fault, dog. Yeah, my fault. My fault. Never mind. Never mind. I got Celtics money line. That's who I got. COVID brain. <laughs> COVID brain. Yeah, dude. Now I'm like crazy, bro. I'm telling you guys, this, this is taking like a luring effect on me, man. I feel insane, but now nah, I'm going to take Celtics. My fault. My fault. It's going to be a good game to watch anyways, but um, I'll take Celtics. Yeah, I'll take Celtics. 
right. Well, I'll go into my game of the week. Um, mine's on Wednesday on ESPN, and it's the Warriors uh, against the Mavericks. And both of these teams are pretty hot right now. Um, Luca's coming off of the COVID protocols, I believe. Um, so he'll be ready for this game. And I'm going to stick with the the bet I've been making the last couple of games for my game of the week, but I'm going to take the over. I think both of these teams um, coming off of the, you know, kind of the holiday season, going to get back to it. Um, Steph Curry obviously can go for 40 any night of the week. Um, that obviously helps the over. And then I think Luca. And Porzingis kind of are going to put it together. Porzingis has been playing well. He's can kind of been the man while Luca's been out, kind of showing everybody that he can that he can do it if you you know if they need him to. So, I think this game is going to you know be high scoring. Hopefully, are we going to see Clay Thompson anytime soon, or is he going to be? What's the news on Clay Thompson? They're they're holding him back. He he's doing all the warm ups, all the five v five stuff, but I don't think he's gonna play for a couple. I I think they're like late January, early February. I think it's when they're really looking for it. Okay, so they they haven't put an actual timetable on his return though. They just keep delaying it. I don't know. Andy shaking his head like a madman. He's <laughs> yeah, like what? Right are, like I don't. He's like you don't get yeah. Clay Thompson now. Yeah, man, you don't get him. What? Have they put a time that? What are you shaking? Did your you guys head see at? it? Twenty five threes though in a row. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, that was a, yeah, he's a he's a hooper. I mean, the dude's got the best jump shot of all time. That's all he's gonna do, though, bro. He ain't ready for the league yet. Uh, well, oh I was my just God, oh. that that's crazy. What? That's cr- Clay Thompson. Is, <laughs> he dude, would help the these league, like, the, probably the best shooting guard in the league. We've he's, talked he's about this, fine. bro. We have talked about this, bro. <laughs> he ain't ready, dude. He ain't ready to come back. He's not about to embarrass anybody. Whack. I'm good. I mean, that's good for him though. He'll get back to game speed. Hopefully, it looks like he can play. Like he's he's a mobile. It looks like he can shoot in in a standing formation. He's been do doing you know the what you stuff. need to do in the NBA. When put, you're... <laughs> put the ball in the hoop, boy. Yeah. Put the ball in the basket. Yeah. Put the ball in the basket. Nah, I'm messing with you guys, man. Clay is my all time favorite player of all time. All time. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over. In that game, and hopefully, we'll it'll be a fun game to watch. So that's I think my so game too, man. You you smacked your last over for sure. Yeah, it was yeah, so the overs have been riding, riding with the overs. It's been it's been pretty yeah. good. Life's too short for the under. True, true, yes, sir. All, all right, right. Yeah, we got good. we got our bet our betting talk in. Hopefully, we all win some money. I think last, did, did we go three and zero last last time we did this? I think we were, we were close, maybe two and one, but we're, we're trending in the right direction. Yeah, it and, was uh, two and yeah. one. It was two and one. Two and one. All right. Well, two ones better than one and two or zero oh and three. So, hopefully, we all win some money. Hopefully, you win some money. Uh, we don't have any betting partners now, so bet on whatever the hell you want. But I hope you win some money. <laughs> no, uh, we have we have a betting partner. We have a betting partner. We're yeah, just we not going to tell anybody. Not yet. Oh, yeah. Not yet. All right, all right. No, not well, yet. But I, use promo code MTM. <laughs> Maybe just put it in there. Just see what happens. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we, we I, might. I guarantee if you put them in half yeah. of the sports books out there. You'll get you'll get some type of promo. Yeah. We're, we're on yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So insert betting app here. Use code. Can uh, we talk about how Liam actually founded a bookie and he's just not telling anybody about that? I wouldn't <laughs> tell too many people about that. Get the damn FBI <laughs> knocking on your front door. He founded a bookie and then lost a ton of money and couldn't pay it back. So he just so he had to he, do uh, some like side yeah. jobs and stuff to. 
it's Andy, really hard. Andy, Andy just likes these stories that make a lot of <laughs> turn a lot of heads that just don't have any truth to them. I love it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it sounds good though. Yeah, I did start my own bookie. And I founded that shit and we lost a bunch of money. <laughs> that's why we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, man. That's true. Yeah, like was, starting the pod. I was and- the well, all right. So I'll break down. I was the one that made a ton of money from the bookie, and Liam just didn't have it. He didn't have it. He said, I can't pay you my whole savings, bro. Won like 20 grand off it. I hit yeah, the so fattest good. parlay of my life. That was like 30 team. It was nuts. So Liam is actually like an indentured servant to you, Andy, just paying off his gambling debts. That's why he's been doing this. That's podcast. why he always pays for That's my meals crazy. in Nashville when he visits. That's like, yeah, crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. So, I know. Right. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm, I'm uh, about to post a GoFundMe just for myself. Nothing's wrong, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys need just fund me. That, it, yeah, it, just fund. That's the, the name of the website. Just go fund me. Me. Yeah. Uh, promo All code right. MTM. <laughs> <laughs> promo code MTM on GoFundMe. All right, let's go to Man to Man Worthy. MTM Worthy. All right, so anybody that doesn't know Man to Man Worthy, just a few topics we uh, go throughout the last few weeks of basketball, really, because we took that time off. And uh, we talk about the things we think are worthy in the NBA and uh, just a, a little bit of time here. So first one, first topic, just a nice, you know, non-controversial, easy topic, Kyrie Irving and vaccinations. Nobody, that this topic doesn't get anybody fired up ever, but in reality, we're actually going to, talk about the fact that Kyrie Irving to an extent is back in the NBA, the nets, because they've had so many guys go out or have decided they're willing to bring Kyrie Irving back in and let him play in away games. He can practice when they're not in New York. Uh, it's a, it's a very, very weird situation for everybody involved, but Kyrie Irving is good at basketball. So they'll make it work. I um, mean, he has not played yet. I, you probably will play this week at some point, assuming everything goes to plan. Uh, Liam, Andy, do we think, you know, first off, what do we expect out of Kyrie Irving if he does end up playing? And then is this a game changer for the Nets or is this a situation where it's like, look, we, we at the end of the day, he's probably not going to play in Brooklyn. He's a non-factor. Well, we saw that the Nets just lost the 76ers over the weekend. Recently, uh, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant getting into the the high, I guess the clapping match and then the, the two thumbs up by KD. A little sarcastic there. Um, I think the Nets obviously – Again, Kyrie is one of those players. When you add somebody um, like that on your team, you you don't get worse. You know, you can only get better adding a guy like that onto the roster. Um, I think the only big question mark is the chemistry aspect. When you you know are only playing on the road, you know you, you know what you're gonna get. But then when you come home, you not you don't have Kyrie in that lineup. That chemistry can kind of get a little crooked. But I mean, we're talking about really truly only Kevin Durant and James Harden and their pros in terms of being able to to deal with stuff like that. So for me, my expectation is nothing really in terms of, I mean, they're just going to play basketball and they're going to be really good like they have been. So, I mean, we have seen that the Nets can be beat. Like I said, the 76ers, they just lost two that are kind of hurting and stuff, but they're, I mean, Kyrie is just going to do Kyrie things, and it's going to hopefully gear him up for the playoffs when Kyrie can play in all the games leading up to this. So for me, it's it's really not much of a conversation around it. I'm glad that the Nets are are slowly being able to bring him back on, but other than that, I'm I'm glad to see him back. That's for sure. I don't think you're actually glad at all, man. You do not have a smile on your face. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Nets also just lost to the Clippers. 
and they're out with the two all-stars on the team over in L.A. Sure, we'll take Kyrie. I'm not a big fan of Kyrie. I think he's a drama queen. We'll call him a drama king. And I don't get how he's supposed to, how he's going to play all the games if he can't do it in New York. Well, hopefully by the end of this, later end of the season, those guidelines are lifted. So he will be able to play in all the games. But as of right now, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's hard. Probably. Probably. I don't got much on it. Kyrie will see him back. I mean, at some point, they played like nine games last year all together. It's like what we're looking like with the Nets this year, and they're losing games, and I don't think they're going to win the finals. But sure, add Kyrie, you know, I just don't think the Nets are have any great chemistry at all. Sure, you want to beat the Lakers on Christmas Day, but talking about the Lakers here, I think there's teams like the Suns that are going to go back to the finals and things like that. The Nets can't beat teams. They're just so comfortable. That's the thing with KD and James Harden, and I've expressed that I think Kyrie is the leader of the team. They're all just drama queens, dude. KD doing a little thumbs up thing. It's just it's all it's all immature, and it's teams that pass the ball well, like the Suns. I get other guys involved, and that's how they win games. And they have bench play. It's it's not gonna work with these three guys trying to win a chip. I'm sorry, at least not this year. I I disagree. I still think they're my, they're the I they're my still my favorites to win the title. I this team come playoff time. There's too many scores. Assuming they have Kyrie, this is the first step back. I don't know if he's going to stick around. I didn't think he was playing at all this season, so I stand corrected on that. But JP, I, they're going to be down. They're going to be down two one three one against a team, whether it's in the conference finals or the finals, and they're just going to they're just going to explode. They're not going to be able to come back. They're I think their ego is going to get in the way. I think I think you're the biggest thing though for the the Nets is if they're healthy. Like we saw last year, Kevin Durant can't do it by himself with that team. If either James Harden's not playing or Kyrie's not playing, if he has one of them, they have obviously a better chance. But Kevin Durant can't be the only guy on that team. So bringing back a Kyrie or a James Harden in that situation will only better them. It just depends. Like every team, if you're healthy you probably have the better chance to win it. So that's that's the only thing I'll say about it. I don't know what you got, JP. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the healthiest teams always end up winning. That's, that's just a fact. We saw with the Bucs last year, when when it came down to it, they had all their guys uh, besides Steven Chenzo, but role player. Um, I, I, I The way I see it is that the, when it comes down to it in the playoffs, the team with the better player, the better star, typically wins in a seven-game series. And right now, this this year, with the ball in his hands, Kevin Durant's been the best player in the league. And I, I think that will continue into the playoffs because he is in, the only guy who has been able to consistently guard him is a guy like Giannis. And I just don't, the Bucs are good again, but they're not as good as they were last year, in my opinion. I still like the Nets, even with or without Kyrie, but I will see. I mean, it, it's, we're, we're coming to the kind of the dog days of the season. This is especially, get, well, we got the all-star break, but then after that, that's where we really learn who teams are. Um, and we'll just have to see, and we'll see if Kyrie Irving is in the ro- in the rotation. We'll see what James Harden's doing. A lot of time left for a lot of guys, but somebody who has been making the most of these last couple weeks is Demar Derozan. He's been absolutely hooping. He's averaging over thirty the last two weeks, back to back game winning buzzer beaters. The first time it's ever happened in NBA history, and both of the shots, neither of them were easy shots. They were contested three pointers. Both weren't great looks, and he knocked them both down. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, a guy who has throughout his career always been, sometimes he's overrated, sometimes he's underrated. We don't really know. 
right now the guy is legitimately playing himself into MVP contention. When I watched him play in Atlanta, the dude wouldn't miss. He was killing the Hawks fans around me. It was great to watch. So DeMar DeRozan, first off, what, what do we got to say about his performance? And then while this is coming a little bit later in the season than it probably needed, do we think this is actual MVP contention talk? Or is that just a little bit of little headline stuff in a couple of weeks? It'll, it'll die down. What do we think? The Rosens, yeah, he did it again two consecutive times. I like the Bulls. Um, crazy thing is they got outscored 72 to 30 by the Wizards in the paint. So these guys are just stroking and we ain't talking no roosters. So uh, he did it again, two threes consecutive games. Watch out for the Bulls. I don't have much on it, but I know it was against the Pacers. And if I could fart again, I'd do it. So what would the, the Bulls have won? What, how many did they win in a row? I think it was like 10 or 11, maybe. Um, so the Bulls in as a team have been playing out of their minds, but DeRozan himself, like you mentioned, JP, DeRozan has been playing and, and shooting the ball better than he has ever in his career. And for the team to be kind of moving in this direction of are they true like contenders or are they just, you know, pretenders? If he's playing like this come into the season and into the playoffs, they they are like real contenders. They can, you know, beat any team and win games in the playoffs, especially being led by somebody that's a veteran who's been there, kind of done that in terms of just, you know, being at the highest level of basketball. So my only concern with it, it's great to see DeMar Rosen. Obviously, everybody's kind of wrote him off when he when he left um the Spurs and moved over to to Chicago. But in that situation now that he's in, it looks like it's, you know, he's kind of getting a little like assurance that he can still play. So for me, my only concern is how are they kind of peaking too soon? You know, you want to get a, this, this momentum going, they're winning 10, 11 in a row, but you know, what happens when they lose five or five in the next six or something like that? Can they get back to this point that they're playing right now later in the season? I don't know. Um, but it's kind of all on DeMar DeRozan's shoulders at this point. Um, other players have been playing well too, but obviously he's the the big name star in this. So good, good for him. I, I'm, I can't say anything else other than I'm glad to see it. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always been admittedly a bit of a, in what I felt in my head was a DeMar DeRozan truther, which is the fact that while he can score the ball, he doesn't really help your team win because he's just at the end of the day, he's a tough guy to give the ball to at the end of games because the way he forces shots and he has absolutely flipped that narrative this year. The dude, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's no longer a black hole. It, it, the, even when the offense isn't moving around him and also it, with a, just a little point of uh, like a point of reflection here, this is not the roster he's going to be playing with for the rest of the year. He's got Zach Levine and Vooch, but uh, pretty much everybody else right now is a replacement level player besides Kobe White when everybody comes back, the numbers will go down. It's just bound to happen. But it, it's just a different look. It's a different DeMar DeRozan. I, I've never seen him play like this before. It's awesome. I love seeing him play like this because the the kind of the DeMar DeRozan type mid-range killer is really gone in this league. But I, I like – I love seeing him play well, even though in, in the past I've been critical of him. I don't know if come playoff time you can ride him for a seven-game series. Um, I, cause I think the Raptors tried to do that a couple of times and he's a different player now, but it just showed that the, if the shot, when the, eventually the shots don't fall, 
one thing that the Bulls have is they've got Zach Levine, Vooch, Caruso, guys like that, Kobe White, who are behind him, which is what DeMar DeRozan has never had in his career. So I, this could be the year we see DeMar DeRozan deep in the playoffs, uh, like actually deep in the playoffs, not just losing to LeBron. And um, I, I'm excited to see it. I, I really I wish the best for him. And um, even though I wouldn't consider myself a Bulls fan, they're a lot of fun to watch. And the, they are trending up, hopefully, for the rest of the season and hopefully not peaking at the right time, like Liam said, although that is a fear. Uh, but there is a team in the NBA who is not peaking right now. They're actually cratering. And uh, the word I wrote down is imploding. The Portland Trailblazers are imploding right now. Uh, a team that had playoff aspirations, a team that, that had a Western Conference Finals in recent memory, is uh, 13th in the West, 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Their, their record over the last 15 is, is not much better. Uh, Damian Lillard is, is playing well after a short after a slow start. He's really starting to pick it up now. But um, part of that's because he's surrounded by a bunch of replacement players, which because they've been hit really hard with COVID the last couple of weeks at a really bad time. Uh, Chauncey Billups, their head coach, was out. He just got uh, re- taken off protocols, but he's missed the last three games. He, for a first-year head coach, has not seen a lot of success. They have an interim GM. They have no real identity. Uh, could we be seeing a fire sale in the, in the, at the deadline in the near future? Um, I know y'all. I, I'm a Blazers guy in the pod, so I'll take it first. Um, it, and it's all true. I mean, there's watching Blazers games right now is not enjoyable because Damian Lillard is doing everything he can. He's still playing injured. The guy's putting up 34 a game, shooting better than he has all season. And we just can't win games. The defense is atrocious. Uh, it, there's guys out there that are just don't belong. And that's the case for everybody. But when you're a Blazers team that was hoping to be looking at a Western Conference Finals this year, not looking at a lottery pick. It's, it's, it's really sad. Um, as far as blowing it up, it's going to be hard to blow it up because the GM has still got the interim title on it, Cronin, um, after Neil Olshay was shown the door. It, it would be hard for me to see an interim GM going and saying, fire sailing everybody, CJ gone, probably won't ever trade Dame anyway, but maybe um, Nasir Little gone after he signs gone. I don't see that happening, but – it's, it's got to happen eventually. We may not see Chauncey Billups make it to a year two. Uh, it, it, like, that's how bad it has been. So, uh, yeah, it's been really frustrating. And I'm sure nobody's more frustrated than Damian Lillard, which is really sad because the dude's been an incredible player and that uh, it just hasn't happened. So, I don't know if y'all have anything on it. I know I just talked a lot, but they're my team. So, I, I feel it personally. But if y'all got anything, please go ahead and pile on. This is a, it, it, this is a Blazers slander session and uh as, as sad as it makes me they, they it's well warranted at this point i'll say this damian lillard when he you know came out and said i don't want to leave i want to come back and kind of got the you know choice in his head coach and in, in uh, chauncey billups it was kind of that feel-good story of like this is what we need more in the nba in terms of players not just jumping around and ring chasing and it's kind of shown and put a light on that is just not what the NBA is anymore. Like, if you are going to be a good player, you have to go to a, a place in a situation that, not that you're just, you know, trickling into the playoffs and getting the eight or seventh or eighth seed. You have to be in the top half of the of the conference um, on a team to actually make real change and and get into like a deep run in the playoffs. I know the Blazers have you know gotten somewhat far down in the playoffs, but it's always been just one a year here and then maybe a couple years off and then you'll see him pop up here and there. But for Damian Lillard, at least for me, is like 
the feel good story. I know he doesn't want to be looked at as a ring chaser, but if he wants to win a ring, he will have to leave the, the Portland Trailblazers or like you were kind of mentioned, start trading everybody and building again around Damian Lillard um, and, and see if that works. But it just obviously this year is not not the year for them. So I don't know. I don't really have much else to say, but I'm, I kind of feel bad for him because he is a great player and he's fun to watch. But like you said, it's not fun to watch when they lose every game, basically. So, yeah, I mean, lost the past four games. The first one to start that streak was the Pelicans. And then obviously, you know, LeBron's coming and putting up 47 a couple of nights ago. Uh, they lose to the Jazz without Donovan Mitchell, lose to the Mavericks before that. Uh, I think we're forgetting that CJ McCollum has a fucking punctured lung out here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we can't, you know, there's no I in team unless you're Kobe in this motherfucker. But is Dame, I'm still going to stick to what I was saying a couple of weeks back. Dame came back. It's kind of his last rodeo, his last dance in, in Portland. Um, it doesn't help JP when you do have an interim coach uh, trying to coach these guys. We see the interim coach over in L.A. right now, not really working either. Can't really find an identity. Um, Chauncey Billups, I don't know, man. Stick to being a player. You know, maybe they should sign Chauncey on that 10-day hard hardship as a, rather than a coach. But, yeah, nothing nothing really for me. I just think Dame's gone next year. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, it, it's looking – I mean, I, I it, Dame still has full control. Eventually he's going to have to sign an extension, but uh, – I, it's it's just it's a tough situation to be in, and uh, the, the Blazers are trending in the wrong direction at the wrong time. But that's all we'll, we'll pile on for the Blazers. They they need all the help they can get. And uh, in a much more positive note, uh, we're, we got some rookie watch talk. We we started the year with a lot of rookie rookie talk. This is kind of where we start to there. It starts to even out a little bit in the rookie class. The guys who may have started out slow typically start to pick it up. The guys who started out hot typically start to slow down, and we really start to see the cream of the crop rise. And a guy who came in was a lottery pick, so I don't want to say underrated, but a guy who was not as highly regarded as a lot of his counterparts and really wasn't even the, the most highly rated rookie on his team is uh, Franz Wagner, who's playing for the Magic, and he is shooting up the rookie ladder. Uh, if rookie of the year was given out right now, I don't know if he'd win it, but he'd definitely get some votes. Uh, he's been the best player on the Magic recently, which granted is not saying much the Magic are not good, but he has been by far the best player on the team. Uh, we're talking about an elite wing in the making. He's a, he shoots it well, plays a great defense, can finish. Is a guy who just really does everything really well. I mean, it, it's it. You, I watched him a lot in Michigan last year, and even though he wasn't always the focal point of that offense, whatever they ran the ball through him, he's incredible. And he's showing it for the Magic. Um, we're talking. He's been a guy who just now recently has really taken off. I'd love to hear y'all's opinions on him. And do we think there he has a chance to actually be rookie of the year in what has been a pretty loaded class, honestly? Yeah. I mean, he's kind of one of those guys that you look at and like, you don't really think that he's, he's like an actual NBA player. Um, he's kind of just, he's not like, I don't see him as being like a superstar in this league, but he's one of those glue guys that, you know, will be on a championship team, kind of do it like the dirty work, um, I don't want to compare him to like a who am I thinking of? Uh like a Draymond Green type because he can shoot a lot better than Draymond Green, but somebody yes. that kind of kind of does that um dirty work and and things that don't show up on the, you know, on the stat board. 
or on the in the box score every night. Um, but it is good to see that, you know, players have the opportunity to be noticed. And he's, you know, nobody really, at least not me, I don't remember him in terms of being drafted and up to this point, really haven't heard of him besides when he was in college and at Michigan. Um, I kind of asked you, is that the same guy that I remember in college going to Michigan? Yes, yes, and you were like, is. yeah. So I think for, for me, that's good. But I also want to shout out, you know, other players too that are making some headway and that's Chris Duarte for the Pacers. I think he's kind of also in that same light as Franz, Franz Wagner of like, nobody really remembered him, but at the same time, he does all the little things to, you know, that makes a team good. And so those are the two guys that obviously are kind of shooting up this rookie watch or list or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I, I love it. I love to see these guys getting opportunities and making a name for them, themselves. Um, I right, love talking about bottom feeders of the East, shall we? Let's talk about everyone <laughs> here. <laughs> All right, guys. Rookie of the year is not going to be a guy on a team that's seven and 29. Let's just be real here. I know it's an individual stat and individual reward, but you want to talk about MVP, rookie of the year and MVPs and things like that. It's also with the team, what they do with the team. Evan Mobley, the guy that's on the team that only has, the team that only has the winning record when you look at the top five. Chris Duarte, fucking garb. You know, he better be pulling up from 50. Evan Mobley is the, the best rookie. He's the best rookie defender uh, by far in the league. He's already won a rookie of the year month in November. Uh, and he's just, he's on a winning team. So that's what I think when it comes to rookie of the years, things like that. I mean, you look at LaMelo Ball last year. He was he made his team a lot better. So we talk about it. We talking about a team that has seven wins and twenty nine losses, making the team a lot better. Or are we talking about a team that's fifth in the East? Evan Mobley, R- Ricky Rubio's out. Evan Mobley's looking like uh, what's his name, Irving, getting dabbed up by the other guys on the team. I mean, Kate Cunningham, you're not winning it, brother. Sorry, man. I mean, I think it's. Mo- <laughs> I'm still gonna stick with Mobley. Uh, Thirteen, I don't know, fourteen points, nine rebounds, almost average, averaging a triple double or a double double, and no one else is doing that as a rookie. So. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think that's very fair. Evan Mobley has blown expectations out the water. Scotty Barnes, another guy who has slowed down a little bit with the Raptors, but he's it's a lot of what happens to these rookies is if you as a rookie end up being like a legitimate rotation player, you're already outplaying most of your expectations. So, which is Scotty Barnes has done. Nick Nurse has all the trust in the world in him. Um, I think, yeah, I, I don't think Franz Wagner will end up winning rookie of the year. Because I just don't think he handles the ball enough, and he doesn't play one of those premier positions, which is either a, a really good big or a really good ball handler. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I I still got my Cade Cunningham stock has been rising significantly, and I'm holding on. So I, I like that my Cade Cunningham pick, and uh, I know Andy's gonna r- ride Evan Mobley until even if nobody else is, Andy will be, and we appreciate that about him. That's what that's what we love about Andy. And uh, but on the house on it. Exactly, you did, and then you, you never know. It, it may just hit, and we all we all may go out for a nice steak dinner. Uh, something who may somebody who may have I actually got to bet it though. That's the thing. I actually had to put money on it. Uh, I mean, a lot of time, plenty, plenty of time. Uh, somebody right. who may have taken an early dinner last night is uh, Kevin Porter Jr. for the Rockets. Uh, the Rockets have some big issues besides just being probably the worst team in basketball. Um, eh, maybe a little bit better than the Magic, but still. Um, Kevin Porter Jr known for being a bit of a hothead around the league for, has all the talent in the world, but can't really put it together. Um, had some issues last year with the Cavaliers that actually got him booted from town. 
this year, this is the first real big thing we've heard. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but apparently got in a shouting match with an assistant coach and then bailed at halftime. Uh, not as, uh, how should I say this? Not as like raggedocious. I don't even know what the word is for as Antonio Brown did which is like taking off his uniform and quitting and waving to the opposing crowd. But he did still storm out the locker room after a shouting match. Um, Christian Wood, who's probably the Rockets' best player, uh, it showed up late to the warm-ups, barely made it to the game, uh, didn't start, and then didn't play at all in the second half. There hasn't really been much said about that besides Steven Silas saying he broke team rules. Uh, they're, they're, and this isn't happening on a good team. You know, the, the, the Rockets are really, really bad. Uh, so something's got to give eventually. Uh, do we think this is even worth talking about or are all the Rockets just bad and dysfunctional and, and probably just going to end up tanking and then God knows what it goes, happens from there? Uh, I think you kind of said it, and, and really it's all that you can really say is if the team was any good and you know they had a leader in that locker room um, and a veteran presence, that I mean, stuff like that wouldn't happen. And so when the Rockets are so young and they're just plugging and playing guys um, every single night and you don't know who is the guy and you're, you know, you got so many young rookies on that team in terms of just trying to build around something and who's going to be the guy. And, you know, that's what happens. You're like, you lose interest when A, your team is just bad and you don't have any leadership in that locker room, things like this happen. So I'm not surprised that this happens. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. obviously has been known to have some some issues here and there. Um, Christian Woods, he's too talented to to be doing stuff like that um, in terms of not, not even almost showing up for a game. But who knows the backstory on that. But, yeah, I mean, this is – I mean, not a surprise, but the Rockets – who really cares because they're so bad. Um, that's kind of all I got to say on it. Really. Yeah. I mean, he, he refused to go in the game. Christian Wood refused to go in the game. Uh, and that's second half. So why are we talking about this team? Keep it moving. <laughs> they're garbage. There's, there's no way around it. Uh, Fucking trash. I mean, this reminds me of a, a, you know, a high school team, you know, a high school trash team, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. are we a professional making millions or are we back in high school? Come on, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, shout out Jalen Green though. Jalen Green is a, is a true like he can he he's a he's a prospect that's going to be a, a good player in this league. I'm just saying like he is so young still. He needs to yeah. get away from the Rockets organization. So yeah, yeah, he's a hooper. But yeah, like you said, a lot of it ends up being what organization you play for. It's it's not as much in basketball as some other other sports, but. Hopefully, he can have a some sort of prosperous career, even with the current dealt hand he's been dealt. Uh, but but that's about it for man to man worthy. Um, we got an honorable mention, uh, Becky Hammond, uh, who is now going to be the uh, head coach of the Las Vegas Aces. We don't do a lot of WNBA talk on here, but that is a, it's a this is something for the WNBA that is huge because first off, Becky Hammond is honestly, in my opinion, overqualified for that position. She very well could have been a head coach in the NBA this season. She didn't get the right offer, but it could have happened. Um, and for a star or for a league that is begging that desperately needs a star power uh, Becky Hammond brings a brand she brings some star power as a coach so a uh, shout out Becky she got a by far record contract for a WNBA head coach and a uh, great for her 
Oklahoma brings the league up. And um, honestly, I think that the NBA specifically missed out on a great head coaching prospect. But it, this is a great spot for her. And uh, shout out, Becky. Shout out, Becky, man. <laughs> Let's get some Becky. Yeah, Becky. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I'm, all right, I'm not throwing it to Andy anymore. Picks to eat. <laughs> uh, real quick, because we're running out of time, uh, oh, as we always man. do, because we like chatting. Uh, a couple picks to eat real quick. I'll send it to Liam. Liam, start us up. Yeah, so uh, this week, uh, I'm going to take Tyler Hero. Um, the Heat are playing okay basketball. Um, obviously, I hate to keep mentioning this, but because of COVID, they've had players out. Um but for my player to eat this week, it's going to be Tyler Hero just because Duncan Robinson, kind of his counterpart in terms of um, rotational minutes, uh, he's been out. I know he might be back later, like Thursday this week. I think the reports we're talking about. Um, but Tyler Hero, he's been leading the team in points scored this year um, for the Heat. I think it's right under 21 points a game. And in the last four, he's had 29, 32, 26 and 16. So look for, you know, Tyler Hero to keep eating and, and kind of leading in terms of scoring the ball for the heat. Um, so that's who I, who I got to eat this week. I got Tyler Hero. Love that bag, man. You don't want to mess around with Tyler Hero too. when he's trying to get in some fights, man, I got John Morant. Obviously the Grizz are balling out right now. Uh, beat some really, really good teams. I think they're on a four game win streak. And honestly the game of the week, for everybody right here should be tomorrow against the Nets and we'll see what they do against the Nets, but Kings beat the Kings um, Suns on that, that, uh, well, that last second layup by jaw was crazy. Puts up like 47 against, or what is it? Uh, third 41, excuse me, against uh, LeBron, the Lakers Spurs puts up 30. I said Desmond Baines was a guy to eat a couple weeks ago. And you guys thought it was funny. I guess that was real funny, but uh, he's been balling. He's got a couple of, I don't know, some weird individual awards that he's already broken just being on the floor. And, and Liam, you mentioned that what 2K22 is, is, or his attributes, I don't know, JP, whoever said that, his attributes have gone up significantly uh, in the game. So the video game, which Liam loves to play. Uh, I got the Grizzlies, man. We'll see what they do this week. Ja Morant, 12 All-Star this year. Um, I mean, they're looking good. So top five in the West right now. Yep, Grizz really, even with Ja out, have performed incredibly well. Ja's really looking like he's probably going to – he's got to take home some award, probably most improved in some fashion, but, man, his hoop and definitely going to be an all-star. Uh, my pick to eat this week is uh, Donovan Mitchell coming off an injury, missed a couple games uh, – uh, excuse me, COVID protocols, missed a couple games. Uh, this week in a row, the Jazz, a great team, play the Pelicans, the Nuggets, the Raptors, and the Pacers. Um, I wouldn't say those are four teams known for shutting down uh, opposing guards. Those teams actually, uh, well, uh, the Raptors and the, and the Nuggets both play decent defense. Uh, they don't have the guards to really slow down Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, I can expect him going for 30-plus every single one of these games. I think he has a big week in four games, and um, I think the Jazz continue to play well, and then uh, they will choke in the playoffs because that is what the Jazz do. And uh, that that's all we got on the uh, on the the script here. Uh, anybody got any shout outs before we get out of here? Oh, man. Good. Twenty twenty one. Hope twenty twenty two is uh, better um, and look for a lot of good things from us as a podcast. We're going to be we got a lot of things uh, to come in twenty twenty two. I know everybody says like, oh, twenty twenty two is going to be my year, but 
for us as a podcast, we're, we're going to make some big changes and, you know, shake things up from, from bottom to top and kind of, you know, keep this train moving down the track. So I don't got anything else. I can namaste these fools out of here. If you want me to. Namaste. Namaste to you guys. Namaste. Namaste gentlemen. Happy 2022. I wish you y'all the best of years. Stay safe out there. See? Glory in the night.